Hey, Harmony, what do you have there? Well, it looks like a Frisbee. I've never seen anything like it, and it doesn't look like a Frisbee. It's round, flat, has grooves, a hole in the middle, and it has a sticker that says Elvis Double Trouble on it, and a bunch of songs listed. Who's Elvis? The only way to really prove that it's a Frisbee is to throw it. Mom's going to be really mad. Not only is her precious vase shattered, but the Elvis is totally destroyed. Harmony, I think I know what that Elvis thing was. I remember Dad talking about vinyl and records. Flat objects that when placed on machines that spun around with a needle, it actually played music. Isn't that weird? Also, that some of these objects are worth a lot of money. Do you think that Elvis thing was worth a lot of money? Let me Google this. Here we go. Let's call Vinyl Record Dude. He looks like some sort of flat object superhero. It says that he specializes in these things called records. He buys and sells them and has hundreds of thousands in stock and is always on the hunt for the ultimate collection. He's our guy. Go to www.vinylrecorddude.com. What was that again? www.vinylrecorddude.com. Thanks, Vinyl Record Dude. We may not be in double trouble after all. Thanks, Vinyl Record Dude. Hi, this is Jaden Scoville, host of Today's Healthy Kids. And this is our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 18-year-old Esmit and 15-year-old Domingo Sanchez-Gonzalez, both Hispanic. They went missing from their hometown of Lewisburg, North Carolina, August 8, 2008. Esmit is 5 foot tall, weighing 140 pounds, black hair and brown eyes. Domingo is 4 foot 4 inches tall and weighing 130 pounds. This appears to be a family abduction and may be in the company of their father and may have traveled to Mexico. Domingo has a scar on his left knee. If you know of Esme or Domingo's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Esme and Domingo, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. You will see Esme's picture progressed to 18 years and Domingo's picture age progressed to 14 years. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. Do you sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to the Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids channel. Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the rest of the Paper Hope Street Team are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Erica, and you're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Uh, today we have Yvonne in studio. Hey, hey. And myself, Erica, and Mama T. Hello. And Lindsay's here as well. We all know Lindsay. And Perry is our producer today. Hey! We love Perry. (laughs) You can hear him. (laughs) So today we're talking about back to school. I know a lot of us, 
or um, I should say a lot of uh, the high schools have already started um, because I'm in college again. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> well, here in Arizona anyway, because I yeah. know that nationwide, some schools aren't back to school. So maybe you aren't back to school. So this kind of is like a convenient in the middle place for those of you they who maybe really early. Yeah, I think... Um, one of our other hosts from Maddie West America, Rose. we just ran into her. She said, just telling us she just started school, so congrats. And Yay. she's enjoying it. So if you have started school, if you haven't started school, this will all be relevant. Um, there's two major topics we're going to talk about today. First, we're going to talk about setting yourself up for the best school year ever. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And secondly, we're going to talk about um those transitions and how to make new friends while you keep your old friends so it's not a song from like girl scouts what make new Maybe. friends <laughs> but keep the old Okay, I'm not singing it because I can't <laughs> sing. But I thought maybe if any of you knew it no, no. one is silver but the other's gold. Okay, six. yes it is. Sorry for so, anyone's ears who bled over that. No one's ears. Uh, <laughs> you're a wonderful Tam- singer. If you guys didn't know, we just figured out that Tamara is an expert bird caller. So <gasps> yeah. if you need, <laughs> if you're ever in the need. I have a secret talent. She sounds like one of those like alarms for your phone or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah. Or like your message tone. Like tweet, tweet. She yeah. could be the Twitter tweeter. Oh, Twitter tweeter. The Twitter tweeter. Yeah. Wow, I said that. Uh, Twitter tweeter. Anyways, cool. We digress, sorry. Yes. Um. So what do you think of when you think back to school? Uh, what was that groan you gave us this uh, morning? Oh, <laughs> my God. No, school. No. It's just, like, so much in, like, so much category of thought within, like, one, like, three words. Yeah. Back to school, and you're just like, oh, gosh. Like, yeah, I agree. There's, like, a lot of things. Because part of me, um, especially when I was in high school, I was, like, Yay, get to go see my friends again. Because no matter how much you tell each other, like, let's hang out over the summer. You know that never happens. You hang yeah. out with, like, the same seven people yeah. all summer long. And you just go, if you go back, like, you find who you are through school and, like, everything. If you go back to, like, your pictures from, like, kindergarten up through, like, sixth grade, like, in that pre-area, you're just, like, how much you can change within, like, a school yeah, year, like, year, starting. Definitely. Your crazy. ID pictures, which yeah. always end up terrible. Never good, <laughs> ever. I think my best ID picture happened in the eighth grade, and no matter how old or mature or, like, well put together I looked, never did it come out that good, which is really sad. My best picture was senior year, and that's not even the picture that goes in the yearbook, because you have to go get your pictures taken for your senior pictures, and mine were terrible. (sighs) So, yeah, ugh, ugh when you think back to school. But there's also the good stuff, too. So, um... We're, we're kind of talking and planning, and we discovered that it really has to do, it's like two ways. There's like a horizontal and a vertical. And I guess one of the ways is, you know, what grade you're going into. Because, uh, like, when you're in eighth grade going into freshman year, it's a lot of, like, mm. nervousness. You go but, from the big fish to the little fish. Yeah. So. And, but when you're going from, like, your sophomore year to your junior year, becoming an upperclassman, there's, like, more excitement than mm-hmm. anything. Because yeah. you're like... I know more people now. I rule the school, like, whatever. <laughs> and what about from, like, 7th to 8th grade, rule the school? Yvonne that, it's brought the same that thing in, like, a very you go from, like, small concept. It's just a lot faster. You go from, like, yeah. the Sevy or whatever their the names are. It was yeah. Sevies when I was in 7th grade to, like, oh, well, now you're the Sevies. Yeah. Like, looking at the 6th graders, like, now you're the small. I don't know. You get middle more social brutal. in middle school. Like, and under, like, from 6th grade and under, you don't really talk to people that are in lower grades unless they're your siblings or mm-hmm. whatever. That's true. But once you get into 7th and 8th grade, you're talking to the people above you, the people, like, and that's when you start you branching grade. out to that's different ages. That's a really ages. good point. I think 
that's when we really learn like social like the diversity Mm -hmm. that comes with school and the social environment and um like also at the same time it's it's like a smaller version of high mm-hmm. school, I think, and it, like we were saying, it's more accelerated. Yeah. So I don't know. I was scared. Don't of you think school. that? Don't <laughs> you think that has to do a lot with that you're switching classes when you're getting into yeah. those middle yeah. schools, cool. where like in grade school, like for Lindsay, for example, she doesn't really switch classes; she stays in her class. That's how my. That's how you know more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, and like also. All through elementary school, you mostly know everyone there except for the new kid, you know, that maybe yeah. comes in mm-hmm. every once in a while. But when you get into middle school, it's like a bunch of elementary schools combined into exactly. one new place. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it can be kind of scary as well. So that's your heart. Wait, I always get it. Hot dog hamburger. Which line is that? Uh, I would say that's probably, we'll go with the, the hot dog The hot line. dog. <laughs> Up and down. Horizontal. Vertical. 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 See, whatever. See hot dog Your hamburger. Y line, if you're looking at a chart. <laughs> Plenty of examples here. We're illustrating with our hands. Um, <laughs> you still haven't gotten it. Up, Sorry. down. So this is the up and down. So then on the oh. across line, horizontal. horizontal, the x-axis. X-axis. Uh, speaking of school. Speaking hamburger. Exactly. Speaking ah, of that. Smarts. Um, on that side, it's also, it has to do with, like, your group. We're talking, like, grades on one side and groups on the other side because... When we said, like, you're going into, like, a new school or something like that, it's a lot scary because you don't know who you fit in with. Yeah. And you might have, like, those few friends, but oftentimes your few friends have other few friends, so everyone's kind of just, like, scattered Mm -hmm. and only knows a few people. Trying to find who you are. Yeah, so uh, your identity, essentially, is the scary part when you're going into a new place like that. Or you could switch high schools in the middle. That's always really scary. Really scary, switching schools. In that kind of, like, when you're in that setting and... Especially in high school, I had qualms with when I was uh, a sophomore. My mom wanted to move. I was going to transfer to a Paradise Valley school where we live, which is completely out of my district mm-hmm. because it was just closer for a new house. And I begged and pleaded with my mom, and I'm so glad that she was okay yeah. with it that I stayed going to our school, our well, our old high school, yeah. Barry Goldwater, because I was terrified yeah. of having to start all over all again over. and make new friends. I was very adamant about that too. Um, I moved. I had like 12 different schools in my lifetime. Like I never stayed in a school for more than two years, um, elementary through like middle school. So I was just like, I want to stay in one high school so I can have friends that I can actually like have in my wedding or my life outside of school, not friends that I'm friends with for a year. And then I move halfway across country. Like, so I was very adamant about staying and there's times where like she's like we're moving to Ohio and I was like no we're not like (laughs) I'm only gonna be a junior I have two years left here like I don't like it in Arizona maybe as much as I would in Ohio but I'm staying here for school (laughs) and I'm glad she's stuck around for me even though like we weren't always the happiest family but yeah so it it goes with your group and like when you do have and maybe you're in the middle of high school like we said you're more excited because you know your identity you know your friends Mm -hmm. you know who you fit in with and like we want you to make new friends every single year but it's it's a little bit easier and so going into school the way you go like what attitude you go in with is different and that's how we decided that you set yourself up for success or quote-unquote failure you know, um, a couple weeks ago, I was telling some of the team here that I was, I got a random Facebook message from um, a friend of a friend who's still in high school, and he was asking me all kinds of crazy questions, um, 
just about me and he got on the subject of school and I was like are you excited I was like I wish I was still going back into high school high school was so fun high school so easy la 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 I didn't have bills (laughs) And (laughs) and then he was like I'm so not excited and I was mind blown I was like why why are you not excited high school was awesome but uh it has to do a lot with his involvement and he doesn't really you know he knows one thing and that's his athletics and he doesn't try and get involved in other things. So I was trying to express to him that the reason I loved high school so much and even middle school is because I was involved in a lot of different things like yeah. sports and then like different friend groups. I had my honors classes and then my friends who were in normal classes. And like it was really fun and dynamic my day. And if it's the same day every day, I figured out that it's it does it becomes get monotonous. Yeah. 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 So I think um, that is some advice that like because we were talking, Yvonne. Like with Stugo, your student government. Oh, I love Stugo. Yeah, you guys were you guys did the freshman orientation, right? Yeah. Where you would advise and and help mentor mm-hmm. to the freshmen and and help them understand that try everything. Like yeah. come in and you know get involved in all the different clubs. And what's the worst thing that could happen is you don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, and so and you, you don't, do don't do it do the it. next year or next. My sister, perfect example. Um, my sister, my lovely, lovely sister. I love her so much. She started high school, and she was, like, so into her writing. Like, she's like, I'm going to be a journalist. I'm going to be in the newspaper. I'm going to Columbia out of high school. I'm going to be awesome, blah, blah, blah. And she was super excited to, like, start journalism her freshman year and just start her life. And freshman year came around. She got her schedule, and she wasn't in journalism. They put her in media productions, and she was very upset about it. I remember she was, like, crying. She was like, my life is ruined. Like, I just want to write papers all my life. And um, she ended up getting, going into media productions, loving it, absolutely loving it. It was, like, the best time of her life. She was really good at it, editing all the videos and everything. Like, I've never, like, she did most of my editing for videos I had to do in high school. Like, I always got good grades. She was really good at it. She ended up winning state for Arizona for the media competition and got to fly to, like, I want to say Louisiana, but I'm probably really wrong. But she ended up getting fifth in the nation, um, which is really awesome, for, especially for our school because we weren't always the best at everything. But she got a gold for our school, and it's something that she's going to do for the rest of her life. She wants to be a producer now, and it's little things like that that completely change like everything. So don't be afraid to try new things. I so love that. Let's talk <sighs> a little bit more about that when we come back from break. So for now, let's take a break. You're listening to Voice America Kids. out opinions fresh opinions right here on voice america kids if a rash develops while listening do not discontinue use you're listening to voice america kids have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings of the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. 
Welcome back to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Erica, and you're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Today we're talking about uh, back to school and some of the topics that are relevant to that. This one being how to set yourself up for the best school year ever. Um, so we were just talking about, before the break, we were talking about um, confidence, and we really think that your attitude, how you go into the school year, has to uh, has a lot to do with how good or bad you feel like your year can be. So, um we, what do you think has, like, what affects confidence the most when you go into school? I, we, I know we were talking about um, your identity has a lot to do with how you look at the school year mm-hmm. that's up ahead. And I think yeah. that, that you're, there's factors that affect that as well, your identity. There are a lot of different factors that play into your identity. It could be your mood. It could be, you know, the clothing that you're wearing, the kids you're hanging out Definitely. with. And I, and I think it has to do a lot with, like, the different grades. We were talking about this in planning, you know. You know, like Lindsay, for example, she just went to a brand new school. Mm-hmm. New district, new school. She's in second grade. She jumped in, both feet, didn't care hi, let's be friends. The kid that she, you know, was greeting, let's be friends. Yes, let's play. They went off and no problem. But I think that changes about fifth or sixth grade we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And that can be very problematic. Yeah, I think uh, that fifth, sixth grade, you know, once puberty starts to hit and people start to change, you know, their attitudes change. They don't know who they are anymore, in essence, their identity, because they're physically and emotionally everything's changing changing. yeah and it's just about the games anymore yeah and that brings around like this sort of competition oh yeah essentially Mm -hmm. and it it really stinks to say that's what happens but it really is and so not only are you trying to find your identity but you compete for your identity oh yeah who talks about that and this is an author that yvonne talks about all the time and that's rachel simmons with odd girl Mm -hmm. out that's a book, Pick It Up, Parents. And even teens read it. It's really, really good. But she talks about the competition between girls and how that just, it changes so much in the fifth and sixth grade and carries on into their adult life. Yeah. So around, like, with this sort of competition, quote unquote, thing that's going on, um, it like we said, a lot of it has to do with your confidence and your mm-hmm. identity. And a lot of people will look at it as in this competition, you know, I have to have the best clothes. I have to have the most expensive clothes. I have to have the prettiest face, the straightest teeth, the, you know, I can't have braces or glasses, things like that. All these things, they're not, I think it's like an illusion. Mm-hmm. We feel like they're taking a toll on our identity and the way people look at us, but what they're really taking a toll on is our confidence. Yes. Because I know girls who work braces and have the perfectly <laughs> right? colored oh rubber gosh, bands matching their so... outfits. I was always jealous of those I need braces. And I see, like, <laughs> you see the kids that have, like, you know, makes their lips bigger because of, like, oh, of yeah. their teeth. And then you see, like, one girl, and she looks so pretty with braces. I'm like, how do you do it? Like, what do you put on your teeth? Braces like, are, like, an accessory sometimes. I know. But like, you can work it. Like, you can work anything you have, but. But don't you see how, like, you guys have just talked about, like, it's all perception. Yeah. And it's all how it's coming from inside. Like, I think sometimes we're our own worst critics mm-hmm. and we, we kind of damage ourselves from yeah. the inside out. Where if you really looked in the mirror and you're like, yeah, you know, these braces are looking really good. I'm looking really My good. My braces look shiny. That's right. I like the pink <laughs> bands. I'm working that. Yeah. You know, you can make that work for you. And that every day is going to be a good day. But, you know, for the most part, if you woke up every morning and were like, you know, I'm going to work with what I have and I'm going to I'm going to walk out with what I have feeling confident. That's 
and it goes for a lot of things too. It can go for you know your tools, like whether or not I remember calculators were important. Tamara can testify to Rio with oh. her calculator story. Oh my gosh, this and this is going to go into something we're going to talk about in a minute, and that's communication between mothers and daughters about things that you need for school. I, Rio needed this calculator for math class, and we weren't communicating very well. And she had said to me that she wanted this calculator, but they had them in class. And so why did you need it? Because you had one that you were utilizing in class. So I never got her one. <laughs> and it wasn't until the, the year prior that she explained to me all the other times that she could have used it, that she should have had it. Um, I just wanted to kind of point out to both both daughters and moms out there that if you have a situation where you're not you're not communicating well, keep trying. Like I wish Rio had said to me in a, a variety of different ways all the different places she could have used a calculator. Yeah. Like she could have used it on the bus on the way to school to finish up some work or to study some more. She could have used it in a free hour that she had and said she was borrowing calculators from other people. And that kind of broke my heart a little bit because yeah. I would have provided her the calculator. I just yeah. didn't realize it was a need and not a want. Yeah. So this goes needs and wants. We'll talk about more in a second. But this, you know, like we said, it goes for tools. It goes for clothes. It goes for, like, the things, like, we physically work with, like, you know, your glasses, your braces, whatever you have. And we need to make sure that kids are able to have that conversation with their parents and express their needs to their parents and like we said we'll differentiate between needs and wants but when you know we were talking about you get this the list as the parent you get the back to school list or you find it and it's lengthy wally world and they're like you need tissues and hand sanitizer and crayons and then us as the student we come back to mom at the end of the year with an untouched box of crayons (laughs) and you're like there's a big box of crayons on my desk that i just used and so parents are like oh why? Why did I buy a 150 pack of crayons then? So it's, we decided that there are two things. Um, one, we kind of need to let the supplies be, you know, kind of an experience mm-hmm. thing uh, at your own discretion. I'm sure this is easier, like, wh- when you have had an older kid already. Oh, yeah. I have, I have a tactic for this for parents. And if, if you've been through this, maybe you already have some tactics of your own. But as a parent, when it comes to, like, clothing and school supplies, what we've employed in our house and been very successful with is give yourself a budget, like a dollar amount that you're willing to spend. And, and to me, they're kind of X and Y. One is for clothing and one is for school supplies because inevitably you're going to disagree with your children about what and, and how it should be spent and give your children some flexibility on how it should be spent because that battle's really not good to fight (laughs) it's just not and with regard to the school supplies that we're talking about purchase only part of the list and let your child go to school the first few weeks of school and see what really is being utilized and then leave that money kind of in a kitty to see you know your kid will come home and and say hey i really need that paste we're doing a project at school you know ma'am and then you know what you run up to the store and you get the paste and you take it to school and everybody's fine but you know the worst thing that could happen is that you spent the extra twenty dollars on the crayons and the paste and they don't go used yeah Yeah. there's no there's really no problem in being over prepared but i know like everyone's got a budget you got a budget i would so sometimes that extra twenty dollars that you spent on unused school supplies and meanwhile, you know, daughter is like, I don't have enough socks or <laughs> underwear. I don't have the right socks to wear with these shoes. A better I know backpack. Socks were a I don't big know. Deal for me, twenty bucks is a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather spend it so, somewhere else. 
things will work out more smoothly. You will have less arguments if you can maybe sit down and work out a budget and have a conversation about wants and needs and maybe yeah. clarify that line with your son oh, or it's, daughter. It's so much making for a happier home. I mean, even with regard to like clothing and stuff, because mm-hmm. you guys can speak to this too. It. What if you went to school, like, especially here in, like, the warmer climate states, like, right now, it's, like, 5,000 degrees outside. Literally. <laughs> oh, if we went and bought all of our school clothing now, everyone would be in shorts and tank tops. What happens in December when it drops to, like, 50 degrees and it's cold to us here? Yeah. You wouldn't have nothing. And so then you're rebuying clothing. Yeah. Not wise. So, you know, put make a budget for the school year and keep dipping into that kitty so that you can provide clothing all year long for and allow your student allow your child to have some say in what he or she is purchasing Tamara and I talked about um my mom's personal strategy and hers with Rio her daughter um it was the same my mom would we would get some basics before school started you know like new jeans uh you know plain t-shirts you know maybe like a cardigan or a jacket or something to wear in class um basic things t-shirts but then i would have a certain amount that i could go out the rest of the year and say mom i really really want this shirt or i want a hollister jacket because you know that's what everyone else was wearing and my mom was like okay that's fine you can go buy that but it was like very it was like one thing every couple of weeks or you know what it was stricter in my house but I know Tamara said she had the same strategy with Rio yeah we did and we were very strict with money too because again doesn't grow on trees we don't have a lot of it everyone budgets yeah everyone budgets even you know I have friends and family members in fact that you know do have some money they budget too I think it I think a budget is in every household from the top to the bottom and if you don't have one you should have one because they rock yeah all right so let's take a break i'm yvonne allen keep it right here you're listening to voice america kids behind the line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view this is a look at all of the action from behind the line join your host every wednesday at 3 p.m whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life we'll run down all of the scores talk about the games of the past week and preview what's coming up in the next week you'll want to take notes because this is good stuff the place to be wednesdays at three that 6 p.m eastern is the voice america kids channel for behind the line Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Erica, and you're listening to Paper Hope Street Team. 
Um, today we're talking about back to school and we're just kind of uh, summing up our whole spiel on how to set yourself up for the best school year ever and we're talking about confidence and identity and all of these things are interrelated and we were just on the topic of clothes and <laughs> clothes has a lot to do with your identity. I mean everyone, oh, yeah. you know, all these stores advertise back to school shopping and you know some parents are just like all right, you know, here's a couple hundred bucks. We're just going to go spend it on whatever you see fit. And we think that you really have to sit down, like, and talk to your kid beforehand before you go to the store and try on all the expensive things and then come home with, like, five things instead of all the things, you know, maybe there's needs that are more important. So... I, mean, I can speak to this, too, because Rio, every year would do this because she, she always had a budget. She would go out and she would run out so excited, back to school, back to school. And she would buy clothing. And then halfway into the first semester, she was very unhappy with her selections. Yeah. Um, we were talking about, you know, clothing really essentially like the first day of school outfit. You know, it's important to kids and parents. Parents are, like, dressed in your nice excuse. Maybe girls, you know, wear a dress the first day of school. Look really pretty. Put a flower in your hair. Boys, you know, look really sharp. You know, impress your teachers. And it has a lot to do with, you know, when you're impress going your into teachers. school. <laughs> like, you're going into school with a positive attitude. Like, you know, you come off as, you know, happier, better. More people want to be friends with you. Your teachers probably think, like, this kid's not going to give me any trouble, you know, you're you're setting yourself up for a good school year. And that's great. But the outfit that parents, you maybe see your daughter, especially wearing to school on the first day of school, is probably not the outfit that your daughter wants to wear on the first day of school. She probably wants to wear, you know, you know, designer jeans and, you know, a fancy little cardigan, whatever, you know, t-shirt, Abercrombie, whatever. And this, you're, you know, as a mom, you're like, that's, that's not, that's not what I imagine. Or not. Mm-hmm. Maybe she wants to dress all in black with pink hair. That could happen too, you know, the skulls and chains and with a studded collar that your to- dog might want to wear. <laughs> <laughs> it really everyone has this identity and especially on the topic of, you know, maybe outfits that are scary to some parents. Yeah. Don't judge so quick. I mean, for me, I knew a friend who was like that and I was telling Tamara, "Me too." Some of those girls were way nicer and way just overall, I felt like they were better people than the girls who I knew who were wearing, like, fancy dresses and, like, just because of, like, those particular girls and not all these girls, so to speak, but these particular girls who dressed like they were, quote-unquote, you know, better, richer, whatever than everyone else, they had these attitudes that were in that way. And so these girls that were dressing, like, making statements with their clothing in that way, they were just doing it to prove that they didn't need these girls' approval. Or they liked uh, it. I yeah. mean, it's all it's all perception. I and I, I I have to kind of jump in here as mom. Like some moms might think that that outfit all in black and the pink hair yeah. is like, oh lord, just the most awful thing in the world. But the yeah. daughter thinks it's the best. And I just want to be kind of the voice here for moms. Take a deep breath, and please allow your daughter to wear that if it's school approved and it's okay for them to go to school wearing that please let them and and please just go to your room and take a deep breath because it's something that's important to your daughter and you're going to have to come to the table and allow them to do that it's an expression of who they want or not necessarily who they are but just themselves in a general yeah sense i yeah i know what you're trying to say and i mean like 
like we said, it can be kind of scary or you might think like that she's not setting herself up for the best, but the best for your daughter is going to be when she's happiest and she's most yep. confident. And if she feels happiest and most confident in a completely black outfit yep. or in a skirt yep. or in a pair of jeans, just let her do that because it'll save you the arguments. I was telling Tamara, this was like a huge conflict in my house was my style was constantly changing. And I'm sure everyone's daughters, oh, yeah. everyone Rios too. knows that. And so as that happened, my mom would go, you know, throughout the school year and she'd find a shirt maybe for me and she'd buy it and bring it home. And I would be like, at first I took it with a little bit of, you know, a grain of salt. And I was like, oh, thanks, mom, even though I didn't really like it. Eventually they just started going in the back of my closet and I never wore them. And I started to feel guilty because of our budget. So then eventually I started being like, okay, mom, I don't really like this. Can you return it? And then it got to the point where it was a big argument between us and she was just like I don't know what to buy you anymore I'm not gonna buy you clothes anymore I don't know what to do it's so frustrating you're not happy with anything I buy you and it was just I think ultimately it was just the fact that I wanted to create myself and pick out my own clothes yeah and that's important moms we have to take we have to take that from our children and be okay with it. Rio did the same thing to me, and I, I have to agree with your mom. I was kind of hurt at first, but mm-hmm. you have to recognize you're growing into your own personal self, and, like, that's okay, you know? that That's totally to be expected. I frankly don't like it when my mom buys me clothes. I, <laughs> my mom still does it, and I'm 42, and I have to have that conversation with my mom and say thank you, but no thank you. Yeah. It's not something I will wear. Yeah, and it's... I think a lot of the times, like, when you're younger, too, it's not necessarily, like, that you... I I even didn't like it because, I mean, some of it, looking back, I was like, oh, it was really cute. I don't know why I didn't wear that. But at the time, I was just like... You weren't into it. Yeah, and it was so much that I, you know, this is your freedom at this age. Like, maybe, you know, you're starting to get cars. You're Like, you're creating your identity. Mm -hmm. And I think, like we're saying, like, with parents, it's really important to just handle that situation with grace and, you know, sit down, have the conversation, not even just about the budget, but about between the things that your daughter needs, basics, school supplies, things like that, and the things they want. I have one last note on that too, parents, you know, it's all based on behavior. So if your daughter is dressing all in black and she's getting good grades and she's, you know, carrying herself, not, you know, indulging in drinking or in drugs or anything like that, I say let her dress like that. If you notice that she's, you know, her behavior is something out of the ordinary, she's running with the wrong crowd, that's something to get involved in. But if it's just clothing... Let it go. My yeah. mom always, um, my mom was always really good with that, letting me pick out my clothes for school. She'd take me with her, and she's like, all right, you know, do what you want. I remember I went to California the summer of seventh grade right before I did this modeling thing, and I got this outfit. Oh, my gosh. I was a chubby kid then, like, pretty <laughs> chubby. And I bought this super tight, like, halter shirt oh gosh I can't even like we want photos and then this brown (laughs) skirt and I my mom has a picture in her room right now of us on the boardwalk or whatever and I'm like why did you let me buy that I look so gross and I ended up wearing that for the the catwalk and the modeling thing and I was just I was a chubby person I should not have been wearing that it should have been something more like you know form-fitting and oh my gosh she was like well (laughs) you really liked it and I wasn't going to tell you not to, you know, you wanted it. So I got it for you. I was like, you should have just burned it. Like, <laughs> oh, it was so I love that she, I love that yeah. she allowed you to go your own way. Yeah. I love that. And of course lot. you were happy then, right? You I was loved that ecstatic outfit, then. I was like, you oh, pranced so down the catwalk oh. in it. I love it. <laughs> See, that's the best thing. And when oh. you're confident like that and you know, it comes off in your face, in your happiness, your pleasantness, your smile. And I know we're talking a lot about how clothes are important and that's not exactly what we're trying to stress here because 
we totally believe that the best outfit you can wear on the first day of school is a big fat smile. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter what clothes you have on, what color they are, how they fit Agreed. you. Yeah. It's just, as if you're smiling, nobody doesn't like the girl that's smiling, you know? Yeah. And, uh... Oh, yeah. Story. My friend, my friend from high school. I love this girl. And she's still around in Phoenix. I think she's still in Phoenix today. Her name was Tina Frazier. And if you're listening or friends of her are listening, you know exactly who I'm talking about. And this girl had the biggest smile and she had dimples included. And, um, you know, cheerleader, you know, all the way junior high. And I know you're already wanting to hate her, but you know what? You couldn't. You couldn't. If you were in her presence, not only did she make you feel better about yourself, she was someone that you could go to a party. If she was there, you knew that you could go and that you could, you could be welcome. And her friends were all like that, too. Everyone that hung out with her would welcome you with open arms, and you knew that you could have a conversation with her and just be around her and feel better about yourself. And I loved about Tina was her smile. She always had a smile on her face. She always had a greeting for you. Hello, how are you? Um, in a lot of ways, I emulate that in my life today. And yeah, we definitely have one of those at Goldwater. We have our own Tina, uh, Andrea. If you're listening, Andrea you are our Fogel. Tina. So be proud of yourself. This same thing. She is, you know, Yvonne and I were talking. We're like, oh, I just hate her. But uh, we have hate no her so bad. But you there's can't. No there's reason. no reason you could hate this girl. She's she the is, loveliest person. Not ever. only is she pretty, but it's like eighty percent of it. I want to say is just because she radiates mm-hmm. from the inside yeah. out. And it's a good heart type thing. And she's drop dead gorgeous, like probably the prettiest girl that went to Goldwater. And she just has a heart. She talks to everyone. She doesn't care what, you know, group you hang out with. She's going to be your friend regardless. She's super nice. She hung out with me all the time when I was sad. She was like, why are you sad? I don't think I ever seen her frown once in my life. And there you go. So it all goes back to your smile and your attitude. And so if if. If you're really not happy with the outfit maybe your mom's making you wear to school, because <laughs> I remember that happened to me a few times when I was, you know, in like middle school-ish. My mom had a little bit more control over what I wore, and I was like, oh. So <laughs> if, if you're not happy with what you're wearing, wear a smile, because that's yeah. fail-proof. Just smile. <laughs> Let's take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. 
welcome back to the program on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Erica, and you're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Today's show is about back to school because we know some of you have either already gone back to school or in the process of, you know, just about to start. Mm-hmm. So this is, should be relevant to everyone right about now. And we were just talking about... Um, you know, confidence and how going to school can kind of be like either a really scary thing or a really exciting thing. And it all has to do with two things that are really kind of meshed together, which is your identity, how you feel about yourself, you know, and your confidence. Mm -hmm. So it all has to do with your preparedness, you know, your tools that you have to go back to school, your clothes a lot of the time, your image. And we want to stress that, you know, although we were talking about your clothes really maybe on the first day that's how people judge you is like what outfit you wear to school on the first day I promise you by like a month into school no one's gonna remember what you wore on the first day of school because they're gonna have gotten to know you and you know whether you do or don't like a certain person or not it's gonna be your attitude that is the most important thing and we just talked about you know our ideal friend here Tina so uh terrific Tina I think is terrific Tina Tina. be a terrific Tina instead of a negative Nancy totally Uh, so wear a smile (laughs) so on the first day of school wear a smile every day if you can because nobody doesn't like that girl and nobody nobody's gonna judge you for smiling I promise um so on the topic of Tina being like this friend and uh, Yvonne and I were talking about a friend who we have is sim- yeah. similar. Uh, we want to talk about the transition years. And so maybe seventh into eighth grade even sometimes, but eighth grade into ninth grade, high school into college, elementary school into middle school. These are transitions that are really important. And it's the times when we're scared and we're nervous because we don't know who our clique is going to be for the next couple of years. We don't know you know, who we're going to be. We were talking about identity. It changes every year. You can't believe probably when you look back at your ID from the year before how much you change in a year. And because these are the years when we change the most, you know. So Mm -hmm. um, we want to talk about how to make new friends and still at the same time keep old ones. Um, I think that's really hard. Yeah. I really do. Because, I mean, we were using the example in, in planning. Like, you're going to new classes, so you get into your new classes and you've got new friends sitting, new people sitting all around you. They're potentially new friends, mm-hmm. right? And so you strike up conversation. a friendship conversation yeah. and stuff with people around you and say maybe into the next couple of weeks or whatever, you, you actually like really like these people sitting around you. Then what happens? I mean, it's, I think that's a lot of conflict in high school. It has to do with old friends feeling left in the dust because I know that was a lot of the drama that happened like that was I was con- like concerned with within my group of friends during high school was we were you know di- dissolving all these borders we were bringing friends in from different areas and people were pairing up and maybe someone who I brought in who I thought I was going to be like bestest friends with is like best friends with someone else who I wasn't even close with and I felt a little hurt by it you mm-hmm. know like they had just pushed me out of the situation and it's important to take a step back in those instances and realize that just because those two people maybe clicked a little bit more, there's not someone that you don't click with. There's tons of people you're going to click with. And so that's also like our key to making new friends here is reach out to yeah. those people yeah. sitting around you. Or even that your friend that's there kind of stuck in the middle doesn't love or care for you yeah. the same that they did the day before they met the new friend. Yeah. I, I mean, I've had that happen in my life too because as, as a person – 
you can love more than one person Definitely. in a friendship setting. I mean, you can have many friends. And I think in your age bracket, it's really hard. Possession becomes, I don't know, I don't know how to finish the sentence except to say that I see that a lot with you guys at the possession. They want to hang on to, that's yes. my friend. Oh, I can't gosh. share my friend. You can't have my Hate friend. People do. My I friend. See I see it in elementary school too, maybe around these, uh, the puberty, the change. Yeah. It's like, you can't be friends with her if you're, if you're friends with me. You can't be her friend. And, you know, when you're older or as a parent, you look at that and you're like, why are you so silly? Like, what are you talking about? Well, it happens in high school, too. I've had friends that, like, freak Mm -hmm. out on me because I start hanging out with someone else. I'm like, whoa, um, I can have more than one friend. Totally you can. I'm glued to you. So there's a good piece of advice, too. If you're ever in that situation, maybe realize that that's an unhealthy friendship. And you should maybe reach out to different people and make, you know, more friends if not you know, totally discarding that friend. And that's another thing too, maybe. Yeah. Just because you're not best friends with someone anymore doesn't mean you have to hate them or that oh, you yeah. can't be their friend. Very good. Good acquaintances, point. If you get bumped down to acquaintances, you still don't have to be like, oh, I hate them. They were my best friend at some point. And yeah. I see a lot of that, that quote unquote drama of like, she used to be my best friend. I don't even know her anymore, but I'm sure it goes both ways. Like, it's I mean, totally okay. I, I don't know where that comes talk from to her either. Someday, like text them, say, Hey, How's let's life? catch up. Like goes on. I think it's just transition too. I guess people need to put it in perspective again. That, there's that word, yeah. but it's all perspective just because like you said, Erica, if someone clicks with someone else a little bit more, does not mean that you've been discarded? Yeah. It doesn't mean you should feel slighted. you you probably inevitably will find someone that you click more with too. Yeah. And, just- and feel good about that because eventually you guys will all kind of mesh in this high school group you know yeah everyone eventually knows everyone like when you're finding your identity you're finding people that have the same interest of the things that you do and so you know you want to share that common interest it doesn't mean you're completely losing a friend they just have an interest that's something maybe your other friend doesn't and that's how you get that connection and And you're growing and changing too yeah and parallel with this is also not to judge people that could be potential friends. Um, I know we were sharing stories about how, I, I guess the cliche one is the band kids are always like Why is outcasted. That? But I know some really cool people. Me who too. Are in the band. Oh, yeah. Talented. My, okay, first of all, let's just put ourselves in check here because if you can play an instrument, you're freaking awesome. You're talented. And yeah. you're smart because math and music are tied together. Yes. So I just want to give a shout out to the band. People, band kids, woo! Because, like, you're wicked smart and talented, so whatever. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Other people yeah, but, like, so we were talking about, you know, maybe dance and theater kids in our school, they kind of yeah. mesh together because we're all kind of the same thing. Yeah, so, but at the same time, like, if you it. ever bridge this gap into, like, like maybe, like, popular kids, friends with, you know, quote-unquote popular, I think that's a really silly term, but... Um, you know, this, this group of people everyone knows, you know, maybe the jocks, maybe the cheerleaders, maybe the best yeah. dancers in the school. If yeah. they reach out and they're friends with, like, someone that is not as well-known around the school, it's, people are like, what are you doing? It becomes of interest. Yeah. It's really weird. We had this situation in my school I was sharing with you guys where, because I grew up dancing, and I, I choreographed with another dancer that really didn't get enough of it. So she went to go dance with the flag line and band. And she was really good at it and loved it. She choreographed for them. And all the dancers were like, why are you doing that? It's so terrible that you're doing that. She loved it. She was very good at it. And then some of the flag girls came and danced with us. And I was like, that's how it should be. 
So branch out. Yeah, branch out for sure. And like we were saying, you know, if you're going into a new school or something like that, the best advice we can give you is try everything. Try everything. And it's, it's not only because you will probably, likely, I'm going to guarantee it, you know, money back guarantee, you're going to find something <laughs> that you're good at, you're going to be awesome at, and you're going to love, or you maybe you just want to practice and get better at, you know, yeah. whether it be art, an instrument, a sport, whatever it is. But at the same time, you're... If I can use like a, a college term here, you're networking, you're making <laughs> new friends and those friends could last you a lifetime. You never know. You may be best friends with someone who on the outside looks like your polar opposite. You should. I think that makes for a very well diverse group of friends mm-hmm. because as an adult, I need my diverse group of friends to lead me through some of the challenges that I face as an adult. And let me tell you what, girls, I was thinking about this today as I was driving to meet you your challenges in life continue. They don't end when you become an adult. They change and they become even more intense and different. So keep your good friends. Make them diverse and smart and wonderful. And they all can support you in different ways. They can. If they were all the same, you guys are just going to cry and eat ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) You you need like that strong friend. (laughs) You need, you know, all different friends. So our overall advice to you is, you know, don't try not to judge Um, especially, you know, by first day of school outfits, whatever it may be, you know, be friends with people in all different cliques, reach out, um, older, older students, be a mentor. This is something, you know, what we're all about is being a mentor, you know, reach out to that kid that's sitting by themselves or that younger kid who might be kind of misguided and really rule the school. Yeah. That's how you really rule the school school. by being a mentor. Be known for the good, not that one girl who no one could stand. Yeah. That's awful. And for being Tina. Next week, we have a really special guest, and um, I'm going to keep her a secret for right now. So be sure to tune in next week. (laughs) 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 Um, Find us on the Twitter. You guys know where to tweet. Do your your bird. Do your tweets. Twitter. Find us on the Twitter at Paper Hope blog. (laughs) Find us on the website at paperhope.com and on Facebook at Paper Hope. And on Voice America Kids on Monday at noon. Love you guys. Peace out. Bye. Have a good school year. Wear a smile. (laughs) Remember. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We continue to cry for help, and all you can do is laugh? Love it. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Hey, thanks for listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bye for now.